eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We've officially turned the page to summer. Still the off-season, of course, for the Buffalo Bills, but never a shortage of content and things to talk about. Welcome back to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio with you and my co-host, Matt Bove, returns again from WKBW-TV in Buffalo Channel 7. Matt, it's good to talk to you again. We've missed you the last couple episodes. We've had a couple of really excellent guests fill in, including Matt Perino, John Scott, Thad Brown, and we're going to hear from Jenna Cottrell as well this episode. But in the meantime... It's good to hear from you. I've been telling people that you've been away because you obviously are on paternity leave and you are a new father, but I know you've had some other things going on that you'd like to share a little bit. Yeah, my paternity leave turned into a paternity leave thinking about my dad and not me being a dad, but the good news is that he is finally making some steps in the right direction. So a couple weeks ago, my dad went to the hospital with, we did not know what it was. It turns out that it was a very bad staph infection. The staph infection then spread all over his body. It spread to his kidneys. It spread to his heart. His organs were starting to fail. He got pneumonia. He was super dehydrated. He was in septic shock. Like it was really, really bad. Since then, it's been a couple weeks. He's still in the hospital. I feel like he's finally taking steps in the right direction. Felt like it was time to come back to the podcast. He's been telling me for like the last week, hey, go do normal things. Do the podcast. Do things that you normally do just to try and take your mind off of it. He had a really big procedure earlier in the week. It went well. We've still got a long road to go, but shout out to the staff at Niagara Falls Memorial. And then he got a, he was transferred to Gates in Buffalo. They've done an awesome job keeping him healthy, keeping him trending in the right direction. That's all we can ask for. So not necessarily the paternity leave that I had planned, but watching him get healthier and get better is all that I could ask for. It's what I want more than anything in the world. So it's good to see that continuous progress. And uh, to those of you who have known, you know, I've kind of just kept it close to family and friends. I appreciate the support. Appreciate everybody reaching out. Appreciate you for setting up podcasts with different guests like Jenna, who's coming up and Thad and Matt and John. So thank you to everybody. I appreciate it. And uh, keep the vibes and well wishes coming if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. We'll do that. Really great news to hear about your dad making progress, and we're going to think about him a lot and hope that that progress continues to be made uh, along the way. And I'm glad to hear all that for sure. 
Glad to know that you know you're back here, ready to rock and roll. You're in good spirits. It's good to know that because we're going to have a special guest here, Jenna Cottrell, who's going to join us from 13 Wham in Rochester. She joins us right now here on the stream. You can see it on video, of course. And if you haven't been going to the videos, well, you can do that on the YouTube page at Sal Sports. But of course, always audio-wise, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app. That's where you can find it's always game day in Buffalo. Jenna, welcome in. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on, Matt. Super excited to hear about your family and everything trending in the right direction. You obviously know everyone in Rochester thinking about you as well, but I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy you're here as well. And Sal, happy to join you too. You guys yeah, want to know, you, you want to know how good of a friend Jenna is? Jenna and Dan and Catalana actually Venmoed me money for coffees because I've lived oh. in the waiting rooms of hospitals and I have made a lot of trips to get coffee and, you know, they did that. I thought that was really, really nice. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for joining us today. And also, Sal, shout out to you for somehow transitioning from me talking about something <laughs> incredibly heavy to being like, you know, this is, you know, we're so happy he's doing better. Here comes Jenna. You did that very professionally because I don't know how I would have done it. So I'm happy that you're the pro here and you were able to do it. Uh, I, I guess it's a radio thing, right? You have yeah. to be able to transition all the time from all the different topics that you're balancing. Like I'm going to do right now and tell you guys, it is not a coincidence that here we sit on June 29th and I am wearing a Yankees cap the day after Domingo Herman threw a perfect game. Let's go. Yeah, I mean... I saw your thing that you posted earlier today on Twitter about uh -huh. if you were at a game and it's the other team, you absolutely root for the perfect game or for the no hitter. Yeah. I'm a Red Sox fan. If I was at a Red Sox Yankees game and I couldn't care if it was one, nothing. And there was somebody on the Yankees going for a perfect game. I am going to remember being there for the perfect game. A hell of a lot more that I would remember a two to one win. I, I don't even know how it would be. You could argue the other side. I don't get that. What do you think, Jenna? Like if you're if the question I asked on Twitter today was if you go to see your favorite baseball team and the opposing team is throwing a perfect game, what's your reaction? Are you rooting for it? Are you happy for it? Are you mad? How, how do you react? I think as it's unfolding, you're like, all right, maybe they're still in it. And then at a certain point, you're absolutely rooting for that to happen. Like, like Matt said, I mean, it's so memorable to be at one of those and that experience. And I feel like the whole crowd, I would imagine, I would hope would be behind them just in terms of the love of sports and like what that means in sports lore. Yeah. It's obviously, sure. it's obviously not a perfect game, but I went to San Francisco like six or seven years ago with my now wife, then girlfriend. And we went to whatever it's called. I think it's like AT&T park or something. And somebody told us, Hey, buy the cheapest seats that you can get. It's an awesome view. You look out at the Harbor or the Bay or whatever the hell they call it. And you just sit there and enjoy it. And we went in thinking like, okay, we're going to stay for like four or five innings just to experience it. And then we're going to go explore the city. Well, Madison Bumgardner took a no hitter into the eighth. So we had to continue to like sit there and watch. And I'm like, holy crap. Like what if yeah. we went and bought like $20 <laughs> tickets to see a no hitter. And then Paul Goldschmidt for the then Arizona D backs kind of ruined it. And then we left right after that. But yeah, and you're no, like, I, I wish we would have seen it. It would have been totally historic. 24 of them ever in major league history. Crazy. Yeah. And, and I went to that game and I remember like who was pitching and who broke it up. So imagine if it actually happened or if you actually got to see a perfect game. Also my allegiance to the Red Sox is like, I don't know my, I don't even know a good comparison. I really don't care that much. So, <laughs> so it's hard to like put it into perspective. Oh, for sure. There's lots of Yankees fans listening, going, wait a minute. No, dude, I would not do that if it was against the Red Sox. Like you got to have some sort it, 
the, the level of the opponent and who they're playing would matter. Like I yeah. would not, I would go to the very last pitch, Jenna, if it's Yankees, Red Sox, hoping the Yankees broke it up. But if they didn't, I would give the golf clap for the Red Sox and the, the, the Derek Jeter respect cap tip yeah. to whoever did it. I agree. And it depends like where you're at in the season too. If you're early on. Okay. Uh-huh. If you're later on, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, one other thing on this. So, so I'm filling in on the morning show on Thursday and Friday this week on WGR. So I have to get up very early. 530 is what I'm getting up to do the show from Studio Capaccio here and not going in, but that's still early. Had to make sure that I got a good night's sleep. I did not see the perfect game and didn't know literally until I woke up. I had no idea that her, Domingo Herman. I'm a massive Yankees fan. I watch every game. It's on in the house. I fell asleep to the game, turned it off when I woke up, woke up and said, what do you mean they threw a perfect game? I missed it. I feel like a horrible fan, first of all, although I had to get a good night's sleep for the morning show. But I'm wondering from you guys, has what like what are you mad about missing that maybe you had a chance to, you could have gone to, you could have seen something like that in your sports, either personal life or professional life? Have you missed something that you wish you would have been there for, that you could have been there for or watching? That's a good question. Jenna, I have an answer, but you want to go first? I have a, I have a quick story about, yeah. Um, so when I was a senior in high school, I was deciding between colleges and I was between UConn and Syracuse and my brother went to UConn. So I was like, I'm going to be honest. It wasn't even about the new house school at Syracuse. I had no idea I wanted to do this job. So I was like, all right, let's just, I literally said to my dad, whoever Syracuse and UConn were playing in basketball that night. And I was like, whoever wins this game in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go to that school again. Definitely the decision-making of a 17-year-old. So I'm watching the game. It turns out to be that five-overtime game. I fall asleep six, on the couch. Actually. Six, yeah, six-overtime right. I fall asleep on the couch. I wake up the next morning, and my dad, I'm like, hey, dad, like, who won that game? He's like, oh, it's Syracuse. And I was like, hmm, all right, I'm going to Syracuse. Like, it was like, I couldn't amazing. even stay up. That was the game that was going to decide where I went to school and I fell asleep, but it, I went to Q's. I ended up doing the new house program, broadcast journalism. I'm like, man, that was a big game for Syracuse to win. I so, didn't realize. So we can credit Paul Harris and Johnny Flynn for you being a part of our <laughs> yeah. media community because you went to Syracuse because of that win. Yeah. Again, totally decision-making of a 17 year old, but Hey, it worked out. Paul Harris and Johnny Flynn of Niagara Falls High School, That's which right. is like 10 minutes from where I'm recording this right now. Have I ever shared my Yukon? Do you guys know my Yukon story? This is completely mm-hmm. off of a tangent. Do you know my Yukon uh, story? Is it, you mean this game, this particular Yukon Syracuse game? <laughs> no, this is great. I have, a, I have a good story about that, but I want to hear this one. No, this is embarrassing, but I'll share it anyway. So I had not really an idea of what I wanted to do coming out of high school. I knew I wanted to do something in sports. I wanted to do something in sports media. I knew Syracuse was like a bajillion dollars, and the plan was eventually to go to Syracuse, but I was going to go to Buff State at the start. So I went to Buff State for two years, but Buff State offers this thing where you can transfer to like other state schools and do like a a year there and then you can ultimately like decide if you want to finish so I enrolled at UConn after my sophomore year and I had a schedule I had housing arrangements I had everything ready to go to transfer to UConn and I went there on a trip with my mom my dad and my sister and we went to the visitor center and I had like a full-on panic attack because I was like <laughs> I am not ready to like leave wow. home and be an adult really? I was like I was like, I cannot do, I remember like standing in the visitor center with like a Kemba Walker cutout next to me and just like them talking. 
being like, this is a great university full of students who score this on SATs and this on ACTs and academics are first and yada, yada, yada. And I'm looking around and I'm like, yo, this is not for me. This sucks. So then I actually remember that night we went to like a restaurant and it was day three of the NFL draft and we were watching it and the bills took TJ Graham instead of Russell Wilson. Remember that you guys remember that? So I remember like sitting there talking to my dad and being like, Holy crap, like Russell Wilson is still available. That's kind of wild. And then the bills drafted TJ Graham. So that is what I remember about UConn is (laughs) that. So then that next year, my buddies and I used to do this thing like Secret Santa, but where we'd get each other like mean gifts instead of nice gifts. And all of my friends that year got me like Yukon t-shirts, Yukon hoodies, <laughs> like Yukon merch, just because, you know, I wasn't ready to leave home. Wow. That's yeah. unreal. You didn't go like, I mean, what about, you didn't go to the dairy bar. That's the ice cream place over there. No. It's no. I probably fell in love and said like, Oh, I'm staying here. Well, both of you, you know, those schools, that school's loss. UConn's loss is our gain. And I went to Syracuse as you did, Jenna, so we can't root for UConn, right? It was just the <laughs> no. nature of the beast. By the way, I'll tell you, that Big East tournament, I was living in Florida, and I was actually doing a little bit of radio part-time when I was still teaching, and I was covering the USF Bulls. And I got a press credential to go up to the Big East tournament. I'd never been there. And I said, I need to go to the Big East tournament. All right, well, I'll get a press credential to go watch the USF Bulls. I didn't know how they did it. I didn't know that if you get a credential, you can only go watch those specific games and that team. So I didn't have a ticket or a credential for the Syracuse-UConn game. But I'm like, oh, I need to go in to watch Syracuse play UConn tonight. I got to find a way. So I'm not kidding. What I did was a friend of mine said, hey, if if you show up, like you can have my seat. I'm not going to be here for that game. I'm covering this other team. So I said, I got to find a way in this, into the arena. So we go to MSG. I go to MSG. I go there. I have my credential, but it's a different color. It's not for that session. And I'm like, how am I going to get it? It's a true story. I'm standing next to the Syracuse band. Shut the up. Band, the band starts to walk in. And the, the security guard goes to the rope line, unhooks the rope line, and turns his back. And I walked in with the band. Oh, my God. And I knew exactly where to go because I'd been there already on a on press row for other games. And I just basically went with my credential. Once you're in there, you have a credential. No one's going to really question that part of it. And I just went went and sat right there. And I was on press row for that game the entire night. Oh, that's insane. Wow. Also, heads up play. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. And, you know, now nobody can get me in trouble, I don't think, because it's been, you know, how many years later? <laughs> yeah. A long time. The statute of limitations is passed on that one. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like you ever hear the thing that you can get into anywhere with a ladder? It's like you just bring a ladder into somewhere. So, you know, if you don't know if you're like trying to get in to sneak into somewhere, just bring a ladder and it looks like you're working. We're probably giving off secrets we shouldn't hear on <laughs> It's Always saying. Game Day in Buffalo, but great. Great first segment. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, shall we?